Welcome to the July 25th, 2023 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 25, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 25, beginning in verse 1. These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewelry. Take away the wicked man from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great, for it is better that he say to you, Come up here, than that you should be put lower in the presence of the prince whom your eyes have seen." Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another, lest he who hears it expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver." Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear. Like the cold of snow in time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint, like one who takes away a garment in cold weather, and like vinegar on soda is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue, an angry countenance. It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. As cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a far country. A righteous man who falters before the wicked is like a murky spring and a polluted well. 
It is not good to eat much honey, so to seek one's own glory is not glory. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Friends, I have a special (coughs) treat for you today. I have Joel Graham, and Joel is a second-time guest, and I would highly, highly encourage you to go back to July 26th of 2022. So we're talking about almost a year. Joel, I'd like to thank you for coming back on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Bill. Thank you for the time and the opportunity to come. Thank you for such a warm, nice, gracious uh, introduction. Uh, I, I enjoy this, and I'm so thrilled you're still doing this project and, and on the radio because you've got a lot of great information to share. Well, thanks, Joel. I appreciate it. We just finished Proverbs 25, Joel. If you would, please share with the audience which verse spoke to you today. Gosh, isn't, isn't Proverbs great? It is. <laughs> full, full of God's wisdom here and the way we need to accept it and, and go. But um, I, I honed in on Proverbs on uh, 25, 28, verse 28. Let me repeat that in the King James here. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Well, uh, when I look at that, you know, we're talking about self-discipline. That's exactly That's a, what we're talking about. Yeah, and when we don't have any self-discipline, uh, and and really we're talking about a level of consciousness in the Spirit, uh, in Christ's ways, um, uh, we're going to be without walls around our, ourselves. We have no protection. Uh, we haven't armored ourselves. Um you know, wall, uh, a linear, a linear barrier. Uh, we're talking about something that keeps something inside as well as outside. Um, we've got to, we've got to keep the enemy at bay, and the best way to do that is to uh, be self-disciplined. Uh, is another good way to do that. Be vigilant. Um, you know, our walk with Christ, we're just not going to encounter some small skirmish. The Bible is is more than. Uh, uh, audaciously tells us that we're at war. And we are, and Paul tells us that, well, no, Peter tells us that, I believe. He goes, the devil goes mm-hmm. around seeking whom he may devour. He's going to come and attack anyone that doesn't set up barriers, and that's basically what we're talking about here. Precisely. All right, Joel, if you would, the last time we met, it was uh, July, Actually, it was in May, but a lot has happened since first year. And if you would, just share with the audience what has happened since we left in May of last year. Well, I returned to Oklahoma with the full intent to come to Karis Bible School again for second year in September of uh, 22. Um, I was doing some work back in Oklahoma, and, and I, uh, I, I had decided to go ahead and stay in Oklahoma. Uh, didn't have a real strong check in my spirit against it. Um, felt confident uh, to attend Bible school there in Kansas City as a hybrid course. I'll tell you, God's in Kansas City as well. Uh, it was the classes were just what we see here at uh, at Karis, uh, just not quite as rich an environment as, uh, as all the extracurricular opportunities we have here. But nonetheless, God's in Kansas City, and I. I uh, returned here this January to finish school with you, just having a great time already, you know, just in the last two weeks. 
It's so good to have you back. You know, you're one of my favorite people we met. Of course, Judy and I, we came in January of last year. Mm. We did first semester online. So, I mean, I, I can understand why you do that. It's real easy, you know, to um, not come here. I mean, if you're not from here, it it is easy to be at home and place to where you're familiar. And, you know, we just got back from going to Florida for 22 days over Christmas break. And, you know, we, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's a little bit hard to come back, but we're glad to be back. But, um, yeah, in your, in familiar surroundings, you know, it's, it's easy to get comfortable. It's wonderful to see everyone and, and where they are in their walk and, and what's progressed here with the campus and care specifically. And, um, the student population has grown immensely, great plans on the horizon, um, but anyways, yeah, it's really good to be back, Bill. Well, Joel, one of the things I want to ask you is is one thing that is very clear being in second year is that the level of teaching has really, really gone up. And we are being held a lot more accountable with IAGs. We now have to actually step out in front of our group, a small group, 13, 14 people, and they'll give you a topic. And you just have to talk on it. So, Joel, I know you've been a Christian for a long time, you mm. know. And if, uh, for those of you who haven't listened, like I said, go back and listen at July 26th. But Joel's been a Christian for a long time. He also is very disciplined because he was in the military, I believe you said 29 years, mm -hmm. retired military. And, uh, you know, how familiar are you with the Bible and how disciplined with are you with reading the Bible on your own? Well, I'm not going to brag. I'm not. I, there's room for improvement. And I think there is with all of us. There's always more time in the day that we could uh, dedicate to, to the Lord. Um, you know, something that's just coming to my heart right now, you mentioned IEGs. In my year and a half of school at Karis, probably the greatest day that I've spent, Bill, was the day that we heard testimonies from everyone. The IAG, the power of a testimony was overwhelming. And I think that everyone out there that has experienced the presence of Jesus Christ and the Spirit in them um, has a testimony that we cannot uh, underestimate. That was a day of tears, joy. I saw my peers differently. I understood them differently. It's, a, it's ironic that we're a year and a half into this, and we finally get to hear that. But uh, it made me understand that the, my testimony is, has so much power in it, and, and everyone else's. So IAGs were good in that aspect. Um, there's, you know, hey. John Wayne says, when you're scared to death, go ahead and saddle up. Here you go. You know, that's how you, that's real courage. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead and saddle up. There's a lot of nervousness. We've witnessed that in IGs and what have you. But, uh, you're going to live through it. Yeah. Four, four minutes is going to go by. Five minutes is going to go by, and you're going to be fine. But uh, And the Lord's going to take care of you and love you for, t for just trying. Just saddle up. Well, Joel, you know, I think you've just kind of given a plug for why I do this uh, podcast. Mm. And every Tuesday, for those of you who may be joining me for the first time, 
If you go all the way back to May 3rd of last year, every Tuesday is Testimony Day. And I agree with you, Joel, there's nothing like a testimony. Mm. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, the Bible tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Friends, this is how we can overcome Satan and his tactics. We overcome by talking about the goodness of God and what he has done in our life. You know, so many, so many testimonies that I witnessed started with something that was just, I mean, it, it would send chills down your spine how awful a situation someone was in. And immediately, the fact that you would never see that anywhere prevalent in their nature, spirit, whatever, is a testimony to where God's brought that person. Absolutely. I, I mean, you just never even would have expected that. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, what they were testifying about and where they came from, where they found, where they came to a surrender spot in their life is uh, some, some places, are, it was pretty rough. Um, but, and not even having the visibility of that anymore, that's the power of God right there and, and where they're walking now. So it's just a beautiful thing. And uh, what a cleansing uh, to watch people stand and shed tears in their testimony. What a cleansing that is. And I know it was for me. Uh, every chance I get to tell my testimony, uh, whether it's about healing or how I came to Christ and, and those kind of things, man, I can't believe the what it did in me. Not just what I'm trying to share with someone else, but what it did with me every single time there was a cleansing. And so I I, I think that's probably the greatest of all the IAGs is, is what I would encourage you know, Joel, I think you bring up a good point here. You know, one of the things, and, and I say this often, I think Karis Bible College is absolutely wonderful, and I enjoy the teachings so much. But Joel, when all is said and done, five years from now, ten years from now, I truly believe the friendships yes. that we develop yes. here are more important than anything. Because these friendships, Joel, listen to me, we're going to be friends a thousand years from now, Joel. I'm going to be knocking at your door in heaven a thousand years from now, four thousand years from now. And that's something a lot of the regular population just does not understand. The fact is that when we go home and we breathe our last on earth, there is a hereafter. If you would, what are your thoughts on that? Wow, Bill, I, you just sent chills down my spine. Uh, you know, often you hear eternity spoken of as a place. Eternity is a time frame. It's, a, it's an infinite time. And uh, wow, <laughs> what an opportunity that is. But you're right. School, we graduated in May. And uh, how sad it would be if the body of Christ doesn't communicate in one shape, way, shape, or form. And, and like you say, we're going to be there uh, from now on. So I, I, chills go up my spine. I look forward to that. What a warm, comforting thought. Because, you know, I look at my student body now. And, and you're looking at the church body, uh, the students, they're Christians. Um, I just love what I'm seeing, what I'm sharing. Uh, love every one of them. 
Yeah, you know, Joel, you bring up a good point, and and I I want to speak. I feel I'm speaking to some people in the audience today. You know, if you have taken offense either with mm. a family member or someone at work that at one point you were close with, and for some reason you have taken up offense, I'm asking you to humble yourself and go to that individual and ask for forgiveness. And friends, listen to me. Even if you're not at fault, that is the way that we're supposed to be. It is okay. If you have been close with someone, it is not worth losing that relationship just because of your pride. And that's the only thing it is, Joel, is pride. We need to humble ourselves before Almighty God. The Bible says over and over again that God resists the proud, yet he gives grace to the humble. And not only did Paul tell us this, but also Peter mentions it in his two letters. What a great place to start with self-discipline. <laughs> uh, pride comes before the fall. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Bill. But, uh, get out there. Take the first step. Uh, you may not feel warm about it, but you will just the minute you do it. Uh, I've, I've had to uh, I've had to step up and, and control myself in those manners a time or two, and it's never worked out uh, uh, like I thought it would. It always worked out God's way. It's, it comes with some really good, good healing. You'll walk away feeling much better. You know, and there's nothing like forgiving people, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, forgiveness is everything. You know, Paul tells us, you know, if you go to the altar to give an offering and if you remember that you have aught against a neighbor, he says, leave your sacrifice at the altar. Mm. Be reconciled to your neighbor and then come back. Friends, we are to live that way. We are to forgive people. Jesus told us that. I remember one of the arguments I believe Peter had with him, and he said, Jesus, how many times must I forgive? Seven times? And Jesus threw him off his rocker when he goes, not seven times, but 70 times seven. And friends, I'm here to tell you that's 490 times, but that's not 490, that's every single day. I want you to think about that, to forgive somebody 490 times a day. That's awesome. Do everything in love, Bill. Everything. The Word of God is so strong. Yeah, well, 1 Corinthians 13, 8, that's the great love chapter. In verse 8, it says, love never fails. Mm. Joel, there's nothing like the power of love that we can exemplify in our life. And that's one thing, walking with Christ, becoming a Christian, you learn to walk in that type of love. But Joel, until you realize the true love that God has for each one of us, it's really hard to walk in that. That's very strong. Yeah. We've got to maintain that consciousness. We've got to maintain that presence uh, of consciousness, a, a diligent effort, a discipline in our thought processes and, and maintain under control of what we're thinking of, what we're being conscious of every day and the consciousness of being in the spirit, walking in the spirit, walking in Christ, walking in righteousness, uh, without guilt and condemnation and staying focused on the, on the, on God's word and the things that he gives to us, the strength and power he gives us. Uh, once we get there, and like you say, Bill, there's nothing that's going to drive that and power that than once we've experienced the love that God gave us. And then once we realize, and it's such a supernatural level, 
love as we know it, or it, it even knew uh, before we experienced the love of God, it, it, there's no comparison. And so it makes it much easier to come forward and, and, uh, and, and, and give that love back. And so, yeah, it comes with some maturity, comes with some practice, it comes with some walk, doesn't happen overnight. I mean, there's a lot to get rid of, Bill. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a lot of work here. <laughs> we have to shovel out of ourselves. And, and, there we uh, go. It's a, it's a refilling, but it is so good. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, uh, I think we heard in the message today from Rick McFarlane. He even mentioned that he said it gets, he, he says, you know, sometimes we're apart, but those times apart from the spirit that we're not conscious of that and we're in our own carnal consciousness uh, get shorter and shorter. And, and the time it takes to get back is shorter and shorter. So uh, I, I'm starting to see a little bit of that, uh, and uh, and I'm really appreciative of that. And uh, so, hey, main thing is the main thing, and that is don't give up. Stay with the best thing that ever happened to you in your whole life. I don't think there's anything going to be better than what uh, than that what I've experienced in the Lord. And so. Yeah, I see a big smile on YouTube, Bill, right, thinking about that. I love it. You know, I was saved in 1996. And, you know, for a long time, Joel, you know, we talked about peace today, and Mm. and Rick did in our class. Mm. And, you know, for the longest time, I was living my entire life based on two scriptures, Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we all know these. Trust in the Lord with all mm. your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In wow. all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And yet, Joel, for the longest time, actually probably until we got here last year in January, I wasn't walking in peace. Mm. I really was still a carnal Christian. Mm. I know I went to church and I felt like I was living okay life. But friends, until you actually sense the peace of God, Paul talks about it this way, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Joel, what that means is we can't even begin to understand and comprehend the peace that God alone can give us. And until you reach that level, I don't believe you are capable of living the life God wants us to have. No, I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, one of these days I'll share my full testimony with you. It's, it's extensive. But the, ultimately, when I received the Spirit, it was so euphoric. I can't even explain. And, and, and the peace and joy that came with that. And I was in a place, let me tell you, I was in, I was in uh, I, complete turmoil. Chaos, turmoil, pain, grief. I wasn't sleeping. It was it was really an awful place to be. And he instantly turned uh, that situation. And the way he did that was when he entered me, a peace and joy like I've never known. And the world became so light, Bill. It was overwhelming. It was so supernatural. Um, so yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, Bill. Uh, there's a peace like we'll ne- like you'll never get anywhere else. There's a joy. There's a there's a there's a euphoria that is so pleasant, so supernatural. You can't get it. The world doesn't have anything they can they can provide. No way. 
and uh, it's life changing, isn't it? It is life changing, uh, Joel. You know, and, and what I what I sometimes think about is these people in Hollywood who make millions and millions mm. and millions of dollars on movies, and these people, um, the general public, you know, looks at these people with awe and they worship these people, and yet some of these people will go and commit suicide. I mean, that tells me all I need to know. People in this world are hurting, Joel. They're hurting, and they really need something, and that something is only what God can give you. And I know a lot of people turn their back on God for whatever reason, whether they're young or old and middle. Some people say, well, I'll do that later in life. You know, I want to have fun right now. But, Joel, what are your thoughts on that? And share your feelings right now with the well, audience. Well, it's everywhere you go. The opportunities, the world, world in my mind, has gotten worse and worse. Uh, situations, I mentioned target-rich environment. Uh, we as Christians uh, have the opportunity to share the good news <laughs> uh, probably every 30 feet when you walk down the sidewalk these days. Uh, so... Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing out there. It's not money. It, it's amazing uh, when you born again. What's not important anymore, uh, and that includes money, uh, riches. You know, the Bible says to uh, store up your your riches in in heaven, and so um, you know we can't take a lot of these things with us. Um, so that that uh, and I'm okay with that at this point. You know. Uh, and even to the point, um, death has lost its sting. Death has lost its sting. And that's a, that's something I couldn't say until I met the Lord. Well, Joel, one thing, I think the majority of people in this world, even those listening to this podcast today, are afraid of death. Yes. And uh, death is nothing that we should be fearful of. Matter of fact, if someone were to tell me that you're going to die tomorrow, I would be praising God and saying, Get glory to God, I get to go be with Jesus. I am not fearful of death, Joel, and actually I look forward to it. Um, I think if you live your life, Joel, like today is going to be your last day on earth, if you live every day of your life that way, you don't have any worries. No, you know, and, life just will be a whole lot better for you. And, and Bill, the power in the resurrection, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about the cross. And then the other flip to that is the resurrection. You know, that's where death's defeated. Yes. You want to talk about healing? There's no more ultimate healing than you're going to receive when you get your brand new body in heaven. And there is no more pain. There is no more grief. Revelations, I'm not sure the exact uh, chapter and verse talks about uh, there will be no more crying. There'll be no more pain. Uh, so our fullest of full healing will be when we cross that threshold and we are in heaven and we've got a brand new body that never, ever uh, experiences anything to do with the, the uh, whether it's, whether it's uh, turmoil or a, 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 a disease of any kind. Our body will be perfect. Isn't that going to be amazing? That's when we're going to receive it all. So, yeah, what, what is there to be afraid of? Uh, when you're accepted into that heaven and accepted into the glory of God, and you're and you're in that presence right there in that body, it's it's all good for you know. 
So I, I don't see much to fear. Do you? No, you know, I, I think, Joel, just listen to you talk that way. I think about a song that says, you know, when we all get to heaven, what a day that will be. Oh, and so many people go to church and they sing this song on Sunday and they're looking forward to heaven. They're talking about what a day that will be. And then on Monday, they go to the doctor's report and say they're going to have a terminal cancer. And they, 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 they're at their wit's end. I'm thinking, wait a minute. You just sang a song about how what a great day that will be. And day. friends, it, it's just all we're going to do in heaven is just be praising God. That's all we're going to do. We're going to enjoy it so much. It's just going to be a wonderful place with streets of gold. I can hardly wait. <laughs> Joel, we're in second year. One of the requirements is we're going to be going on a mission trip. Um, we're going to Alaska in March. You got you said you're going to Belize in February. If you would talk about that and how much you're looking forward to it. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. But you know, like you mentioned early on, I'm 29 years in the military. When you say mission trip to me, it brings on a little bit different concept to me. And, and I'll be quite honest, some anxiety. So, uh, and I also was, uh, I thought, my goodness, and when I was thinking in a car of mine, <laughs> I thought, well, do I really need to go on a mission trip? I've been enough of them. Can I just get credit? <laughs> but long story short, what I'm realizing now is to leave myself behind and go in the compromise, being conformed in Christ. Just go, with, go, go in Christ, period. Leave myself behind. Uh, there's nothing else worth focusing on, and that's what we go in the name of. So, yeah, I'm going to Belize. Uh, met my team last week. For the first time, they've been working well together while I was out of Kansas City. Pleased to see that. They've done a lot of great work. Uh, we're working on some uh, some little skits that uh, express, you know, uh, the, the gospel. Uh, God's saving power in these skits. That's kind of, that's fun. Um, you know, Belize was not the first on my list, my first uh, choice. Of where to go, I believe I put Alaska, Wyoming, Vermont, kind of thing. But believe, hey, there's a reason, and I I won't argue that. I'm just going to step out and have a great time. I, you know, we're going to get to worship with the children in hospitals. I believe in detention centers, little street ministry, and give some messages and uh, some churches. So I look forward to that, and uh, I understand that there's. Um, uh, then the environment we'll be in will have some poverty. Um, so, um, I, I, you know, I look back. I got to tell you about this mission in, in, in Iraq. Where I was flying and we were uh, uh, we were taking fire, and I took some rounds in the tailbone, and I I lost tailbone to thrust. So I put the aircraft down inside the walls of a penitentiary. Hmm. It was a, it was an Iraqi prison. And, uh, of course, we got out of the aircraft, and we were seeking cover inside the walls of the prison itself. And I was, the section I came in, Bill, uh, was, it was a women's section. And, Bill, there were babies that had been born, and that's where they were living. They were living in a penitentiary. And I looked back at that, and, uh, you know, I went home, and I wrote a, I wrote a, uh, a, long email back to my home church and you could not and i told him i said christmas is coming up and i'd like to take some gifts into these kids 
And man, we filled a Blackhawk full of Christmas gifts and got to take them in there. And just, you know, to do that, I, I just remember that. Uh, it, it, it's carrying me forward also. So you get to go out and bless somebody. My goodness, man. It's just going to be wonderful. And we're going to be in a poverty area. That's the way I understand that. So I look forward to just really reaching out. And what, what kind of needs are out there that the people have? It's The, the gospel is one thing. Uh, providing a blanket to somebody that needs a blanket or a pair of shoes uh, goes right along with the mission. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, Joel, you know, that brings up uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 35, where it tells us that it's more blessed to give mm. than to receive. Joel, I don't think there's anything better than to give of yourself. Amen. You know, the more I think about that and, and the more I start walking this Christian life, when you, you know, I used to be a teacher, Joel. So, I mean, there's nothing for a teacher to see greater than the light bulb go on when someone is learning something for the first time. And we have the opportunity to do the same thing, Joel. You know, when you lead someone to the Lord. But what I really want to try to get across to the audience is if you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. friends, that's only the first step. Well, Jesus did not call us to make converts. He called us to make disciples. And a disciple is a follower. So in other words, if you were to be a disciple of Jesus, that means that we're to be a follower of Jesus, and we're actually to be and do the things that Jesus did. Amen. Your thoughts? Amen. Oh, that's that's so true. Uh, we didn't we didn't come here uh, to learn the Word of God just to go sit down. Uh, there is a commission. There is a mission. There are and there is a need. So uh, that that's that's where we can go into the world. Uh, I, I look forward to this opportunity coming up. Bill, I know you do. Um, I've heard some testimony from Alaska last year. That's a great environment to go forward also. So, uh, yes, we, we're going to truly be the followers of Christ. We've got to get out there, and we've got to stir it up and get the word out there. Well, that's so good. And I'm going to go back to Paul's letters again. You know, all of his letters were so good. He ended up writing 13 letters out of the 27 books in the New Testament. But in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul tells us, he said that he's called some of us to be mm. apostles, mm. some to be evangelists, some to be prophets, some to be pastors, and some to be teachers. And prior to us coming on the air, Joel, you said that you did not think you were called to that five-fold ministry. As we're getting ready to you know, close out our, our time here at Karis, have you given any thought about third year or whether you'll come back or exactly what God has in store for you in the future? Ironically, I get that question every day. I think everybody asks at this point, are you coming back for a third year? What are your plans? That kind of thing. And, you know, it, I don't have a clear answer in my spirit just yet. I just know that I'm still in that preparation time. Um, the fivefold ministry is probably, uh, I feel a little bit out of place, but that may be a carnal thought. And I'll just be honest with you. Um, I, I never saw myself there. So if you want to tell the Lord your plans, he's going to, you know, make a joke of it. Uh, you know, it's something that affects as we've heard that before. 
But if you want to make the Lord laugh, tell him your plans, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, there it is. But anyways, um, I have no idea. I know that I'm in, in that place, Bill, and it's not complete. Um, and he may bring me back for a third year. He may not. Um, and I say I'm not called at this moment in the fivefold ministry. My preference would be a teacher more than anything. Um, uh, I love to coach athletics. I'd like to work with some kids. Um, so, and the Lord made me and he knows that. So we'll just see where this goes. But I, I'm not, and I'm not stressed about it at all. Yeah. I'm not, I'm totally comfortable. Um, right now, come May, I'll go back to Oklahoma, continue to do some work on my property. Uh, stay tuned, listen. Uh, and when the direction comes, I have no issues moving out smartly. Um, so, uh, I, and I look forward to that. I really do. I, I am to the point now that I am looking forward to the next mission. And yeah. we're getting close enough to start really considering it. But to be honest, I don't have that clarity right now. All right. There's a couple things I want to point up what you just said. First of all, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Mm. And just the fact that you're here going through this training tells me all I need to know. You have been obedient to God and God will reveal what is things. The second thing I want to talk about is Psalm 37, 4. That tells us, delight yourself, therefore, in the Lord, and God will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. So, Joel, I think you just hit on it right there. You think about coaching. You think about youth. You think about that. That is a desire that God has placed on your heart, and that tells me that is a direction where you should start making some inquiries and thinking about that, because if that's what you think you're interested in, that is what God wants for you. The Bible tells us he'll give you the desires of your heart. In James chapter 4, it's the same thing. You have not because you ask not or you ask amiss. Many people, when they pray to God, Joel, they're not asking about what God wants. They're talking about their flesh and what will please them and give them desire. That is not what God wants. Our prayers should be to please God and what is going to give him pleasure. Well, that's great wisdom, Bill. I really appreciate that when you pointing that out. That's kind of where I am right now. Just, uh, like I say, focused on finishing strong this this window that I'm in. And, uh, yeah, it's always been a, 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 I think a lot of my growth is uh, of growing up, it was on athletics. Um, my coaches were so strong and, and that kind of thing. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned I was, I was with the fellowship of Christian athletes in the school and, uh, got a lot of great benefit from that. Um, like to go back and pay it back in some ways. Um, but yeah, um, you know, our youth are so precious. And they so really are. Precious. There's a need. You know, I can tell you, Joel, you know, I can see you on the sidelines of a football field. Wow. And, um, you know, I'm just going to speak this over you because I can see that. And, mm -hmm. and, and just the fact that you're military. Mm -hmm. Military, especially people in high school football, a lot of those people, they play football, I think, to get rid of their frustration.
You know, they can get that physical thing out of there, but I think they're emotionally pent up. And I believe you would be a wonder on the sideline. A lot of things are, I think you can volunteer for positions like that. And you could start that way. And I mean, you might get a little small stipend after that. But, you know, that's not what you're looking for. I know that. So anyway, it's been wonderful having you on. Joel, I'd like for you to just mention anything at all that you'd like to share with the audience before we go off the air. And I'd like for you to lead anyone in the sinner's prayer. I'd like for you to give that invitation. So. Well, I would just tell you, hey, look, it, you know, I, I love, I got to visit Bill Hinton this summer. I don't know if you recall, but uh, Bill Hinton has a great song, and it's Taste and See. I just want to tell anybody out there listening, not, and I know there's a lot of believers, but there may be an unbeliever out there that, that uh, is walking the top of the fence and hadn't gone ahead and stepped over. Taste and see. Taste and see what this is all about. And uh, I got a feeling you'll call Bill and I one day, and you'll be uh, in that euphoric state of, in the presence of God. It is so wonderful. And uh, if you're thinking about it, just follow me. You know, we, we have to recognize where we are in that place. So we're, we're in a place of, uh, we are sinners. And we, we were born into that. And, uh, but there's, the good news is, is we've got an opportunity to reach out and, and, and make, uh, and believe Christ is who he says he is. And uh, I can tell you he is. Uh, but you've got you've to experience it. And so, if you'll follow me in this prayer, just, Lord, I, I, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner apart from you. And I accept you that you've died uh, for my sins. And I, I would like to make you my Lord. And uh, I repent of my sins. And uh, just uh, I want to follow you for the rest of my life. And uh, in Jesus' name, we pray this. And I just... Uh, I hope that you just find the sincerity and genuineness in that. And, and uh, we love you, and we want you to be a part of the team. And uh, can't wait for what's going to happen. And I wish I could hear from every one of you out there. This is ironic in the radio world, but uh, we love you. We love you so much. And uh, let me tell you, uh, you've got a Father in Heaven. It's just he's he's jumping up and down, and just like you just ran the. Uh, kickoff back and uh but anyways uh, it's good to be with you and thank you bill so much in jesus name amen you're welcome now may the lord bless you and keep you may the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace friends if you said that prayer today please reach out to me on my facebook page bill kelly k-e-l-l-e-y and if you have any questions about anything you heard today, reach out to me on Messenger. I really appreciate it. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.